All right. Looks like we are having technical difficulties here with this uh, music playing. Uh, the theme is not wanting to work in the new year. Uh, but here we are, FOW Live on the FOW Radio Network. Uh, I am Patrick. And with me, it is uh, Eric. And where is Danny? I, I don't know. Uh, so, but yeah. He'll be here, I'm sure, at some point. Eventually. <clears throat> Hopefully. But but how are you, Eric? Um, I'm bloody right now, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Almost cut yeah. my finger off today. Um, but you know, shit happens. I guess. Ain't that the truth? It it happens, as they say, it happens. But I'm not dying, that's all that matters, I guess. That was last week. Well had a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had better ones, but I mean at least I ain't got the COVID no more. Um, I tested negative, but I've felt quite rough for the last week. So yeah. you were negative on the COVID but positively feeling the crap. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. And yeah. now I'm still feeling like crap while trying to figure out if my thumb is ever going to stop bleeding. Well, stop by biting it and maybe you'll stop bleeding. It's uh, it's not bleed bleeding at this point. It's just kind of, you know, it, it's dribbling. It's it's dribbling. That's we'll we'll stay. We'll say with that. It's dribbling. There we go. There we go. We'll get our well, life together at some point, hopefully. Eventually, I mean, <laughs> we we all, we all have to grow up at some point. I'm so ill prepared. If anything, I don't have band aids in my house, and 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 like everybody was. I was. I told one of my friends that I cut my finger open, and they're like, "Well, do you have a band aid?" And I'm like, "No." Like, do you have any, like, tape to tape it up? I'm like, no. Do you have any super glue? No. I mean, do you have <laughs> top paper towels? I got, I have, so what I ended up doing is I had a paper towel um, and a, a really tight fitting, like, glove, I guess, like a gardening glove, and I wore that for a little bit, and then I found, um... I found like a gauze pad and some medical tape, so I kind of did a makeshift little, little bandage thing. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're well, we're waiting for Danny. I, I guess we could we could go back and, and kind of uh, chat about some stuff. Uh, we we can begin with the first day of the year. Uh, Why? Well, because I mean that was the first day of the year, right? Uh, Day one, day one. It was the pay per view here in Atlanta, Georgia. I was there in sixth row. Couldn't see the actual main event live. I had to watch it on the screen because there was like twenty people that just were in seats behind us that just went all the way to the aisles and just basically cut, you know, blocked our view. Um, 
But that's not here nor there. I don't feel any kind of way. But but what a show. I mean, we, we kick off with the news of Roman Reigns caught uh, COVID, tested positive, like almost anybody else who lived in Georgia for that week. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, people speculate that he he purposely got the COVID so he could avoid the beating from uh, one Brock. Did we go radio silence? Uh oh. I don't. I don't know how to entertain people. It's just me. Um. Doobie boop boo. Um. So yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> and I'm really not good at this. So yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Go. Yes. Yay. Like, like I've been talking to you for like the last five minutes, and you're just saying uh, that you can't do this by yourself. You yeah, I could. There's nothing happening. It was just dead quiet. You went robotic and then disappeared. So, oh, that was weird. That that was definitely weird because I was just talking, talking, and then all of a sudden you're like, I, I can't hear anything. I don't know what's going on. Someone save me. But um, essentially, anyways. So, did you hear my, my bit about Roman Reigns catching COVID so he could avoid a beating from Brock Lesnar? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the thing, right? He got um, the COVID so he could avoid the beating. Otherwise, we'd have a new universal champion. No. 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 Um, but, no. Well, look who's trying to show up. Uh, I was having technical difficulties, so I got, new, I got a new phone, like sometime in December, and it does not have a headphone jack. Okay, I guess they assume everybody's using Bluetooth headphones now, etc. So there takes my no, of course not. So there takes my wireless uh, or my you know wired headset that I've been using for our podcasting for the last like four plus years away. So I was trying to find it on my laptop and apparently you cannot so once I finally found the feed after you sent me the link, apparently you can't join in uh, to call to a podcast on the website. You have to do it through the app. So here we are. I'm just shouting at my phone now. It's basically on speakerphone. <laughs> so if there's, if there's audio difficulties, I apologize as I am just shouting at my fucking phone. 
Um, so we were talking about about the sports ball, no, about the WWE, about uh, Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're talking about Roman Reigns catching COVID to avoid um, Duplex. Yeah, Roman Reigns catching COVID to avoid Roman Reigns. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can hear myself. Cool. Yeah. No. When it, when I started listening was pretty much right when you cut out and Eric's panicking. Um, and I was like, "Yep, I'm not even there to help. There's nothing I can do. I'm powerless to watch it all." I was just uh, just chilling, guys. Okay, this is gonna be quite something. Um, Danny, I hope you get enough gift cards that you can get yourself some. Uh, Bluetooth headphones. Um, yeah, probably not. Start exchanging the Bojangles gift cards. Well, uh, you know, we got to save those for wrestling road trips, bro. Yeah. So, listen, maybe we can try to mute your phone whenever you're not talking. Okay. That would mean might, there a lot of background noise or something. Yeah, we, we hear ourselves. Oh, you hear yourselves like vibes reverberating. Um, yeah, I don't know what to, how to do that. Then I'm not gonna sit here and button tap on. Because okay? <laughs> all it's do is uh, it's not gonna actually mute you guys. No, it's gonna be well, which means that. Our sound is not going through your microphone. But it's all right. We'll make do. Did it sound all right? All right. All right. Let, let's run through this card and then we can just talk about Shaman and Rich Holland because the star of Ricochet in the pre show match. The Usos defeated the New Day. Um, in a fantastic opening match for the show, uh, the crowd live and I know was in fuego for this. Um, Drew McIntyre defeated Nightcap Moss. RK Bird defeated Two Prophets. Uh, by the way, Migos uh, accompanied RK Bird, showing how good Randy Orton has become in the 2020s. I was and, unaware Migos was more than one person. Yeah, it's Migos. That's why it's uh, Amigos. No, I, I get that, no. but Shane also ends with an S. Okay, so I thought it was just a name that ended in an S, and it was just one dude. All right. Well, That's how hip yeah. with the kids I am in 2020, okay? Apparently so. Uh, it's not like they haven't, like, show them on, 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 t- on the air on the TV for many years. You know, you know how many songs of theirs have been used? Makes you think I actually watched WWE TV? You do, Danny. You just wouldn't admit it. Edge defeated The Miz. Of course, the real winner says has been Glamazon. Made her return to the main roster. Um, I guess we can call it her, her call on NXT. The active um, roster. Not just the main roster. The active uh-huh. Yeah. Becky Lynch, uh, big time Bex defeated Liz Morgan to retain her Raw Women's Championship, and in a five 
Five way, five way, championship. Brock Lesnar defeats Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley to become the new, uh, the defending, undisputed, reigning defending, undisputed WWE champion of the world. Of course, Brock Lesnar. Showing up on Monday night the next day, and well, asking people to acknowledge him. So, how many uh, title world title reigns does this make for Lesnar now? Is he he getting on the stair, right? Is he in double digits yet? He's at uh, seven. I think so. No. I felt like he dropped it and regained it pretty quickly. So I thought it was a couple times there, pretty quickly. But then he only held three times his first run. Yeah. For Lesnar, it should be a lot more quality than quantity. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, yeah I think he's only a he's, only a uh, he's had the WWE Championship six times. Uh, the Universal title three times. So he's at nine. Okay. So he's almost about to hit double digits. Yeah. I, I don't foresee him getting to 15. I, I, was, I wasn't worried about that. I was just worried about his number. Although he could. They could hot shot it a bunch of times between now and now. Okay? He's got, what, two years left on his contract? Yeah, he could be win the belt seven months. Charlotte does. Okay? Yeah, but he's not a flair. Woo! Hmm. All right. So, pops here on, on the show and any matches, anything that happened here on day one. On the first day of the year, uh, it was a really good tag team match to open the show. It was. I was there live, and trust me, people, the people were, the people were in fuego, as they say. Um, yeah, crowd seemed really into it. Well, I mean, those teams have only been wrestling each other for like a decade now. You think they better be fucking good at it? Well, I mean, they make bangers every single time. So, what I'm saying because they've been wrestling each other for a decade, so they're really good at. It. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they know they know how to make each other look great and and play the action and and do the storytelling and stuff that makes makes all four of them shine. Rich Holland breaks his nose. That was something. But they still, you know, make sure to get Shimmer's look great and get the win at the end. Of course. Like you do. Shimmer's um, awesome. Um, of course, Edge versus Miz, the whole thing now, setting up tag match. I thought it was set up for Mania, but I guess they have different plans for those. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, WrestleMania season, right? They might want to run back um, Edge versus Orton again. And I think we're going to get Edge and AJ at Mania. Um, yeah, and, and Brock Lesnar becoming champ once again. I mean, he wasn't even in the match, right? Yeah, he was just kind of a late minute replacement, essentially. Mm-hmm. He wins it all. Like you do. Mm-hmm. When your brush was there. I mean, silver lining, right? Uh, 
you know, the surprise Brock Lesnar is the champion all of a sudden. Um, Monday Night Raw ratings are, are are high and they're better than they've been in the in a while. Um, you know, it's you know, it, it, it's definitely not coincidence. That's fair, I guess. Everybody wants to see Brock Lesnar. Uh, of course, now back with uh, Paul Heyman, his advocate, who you know was unemployed for um, only just a few days, right? Because he got fired the, the, the Friday previously, right? Yeah. So, what a lucky guy, Paul Heyman. Well, and if he ever gets fired, Big Show will take him back. Okay. Yeah, well, here no we go. Yes. 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 I mean, Big Show win his his first world title. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna help him come back. Mm. Let's hope maybe. Not. Maybe we shall see. There's... There's still, there's still a lot still. All right. Let's just have this year's uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, the second premium live event of the year. Um, they, they're no longer called pay-per-views. Yeah, because nobody's paying to view them individually. Nope. Nope. They are premium live events, and apparently the dirty sheets, dirty sheets had a had a field with this. What do you guys think about calling <laughs> premium live events? Well, you had you had to call them something else because yeah, they're not they're technically no no longer pay per views, nor have they been for a long time since the creation of the WWE Network. You know, so they were kind of pay-per-views still jokingly. Um, you know, so was, you had to give them something. You had to call them something else. Yeah. Also goes in line it's with, you know, just overall being an entertainment company. I think, I think it's in line with what they're trying to do, making the, the company all nice and pretty for not only advertisers, but possible... Um, people who may want to be interested in purchasing the product. The, the, yeah. the product is the movie. But the Royal Rumble, we are here. Uh, it's happening this Saturday. Yes, this Saturday. Uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. And here we go. Here's what we got. Uh, they may update about it. I don't think so. I think we're good with what we have. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. And the Usos are barred from ringside. I, I definitely don't think you'll see a title change. Definitely uh, not. I think we see a, a John Moxley run in, and it sets up for a three-way at WrestleMania. That's what happens, hmm. baby. The forbidden door is blown off the hinges. Okay. 
Um, I believe we see a new Universal Champion. Champion. Like, can yeah, you be for real? No, yeah. he's, the, the loss of blood. I didn't hear a word of that. I, I said, are you for real, or is this the loss of blood talking? No, I'm dead serious. I think we're going to get a new uh, Universal Champion just because uh, we're not done with Brock and um, Roman, and they don't both need titles for that. So Seth's going to take the Universal title to uh, Raw, and Brock's going back to SmackDown. Definitely an interesting theory there. Not impossible. Um, is Seth Rollins the person who wanted to throne the tribal chief? Or do you think they will see shenanigans It's WWE. There's always going to be shenanigans. Brock's going to interfere. Um, all right. Uh, next up. We have Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag team match. I think Beth there is no doubt here. Beth is going to hit Miz with the uh, kitchen sink and uh, hit him with the glam slam and. You don't need Edge because he's broken down anyway. Wow. That's not very nice. I don't think he was trying to be nice. Like a stack of dimes, okay, man? Come on. Edge is the goat, sir. Yeah, I'm going with Edge and Beth. Um... I'm going to say Miz and Maurice because I don't think we're done. All right. Big time backstage defense against Drop. Oh. I'm going to go with Backs. Yeah, it'll. I, I'll really enjoy the match, but it, I don't see Bex losing here. Not, not leading into Mania. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it ain't changing hands. Uh, and I don't think the next match is changing title hands. Title changing hands, and as we will see. Brock Lesnar against Bobby Lashley for the first time ever in a one-on-one singles match. So this is the other way that it could go. Um, Roman could interfere and cost Brock the title, and Lashley could go into Mania as uh, WWE champion. I just don't think they're both going to have titles at the end of the night. You think there's a possibility that both of them are without titles? No, I just don't think both of them are leaving as a champion. One of them will. I don't know which one, though. I mean, they could do, you know, isn't it all the rage? Do title for title? and uh, They've already said that's not happening. 
which is good because anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. Yeah, but nothing that dumb. Well, it's pro wrestling. Lots of dumb stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. It's It's like Justin Bieber says. I don't even know who that is. You you know the Biebs. No, they don't. All right. Um, next up, the women's Royal Rumble match so far announced. Uh, representing SmackDown are Rhea Ripley. Um, no, I'm sorry. Representing Raw are Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Dana Brooke, Carmella, Quinzelina, Tamina, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. Representing SmackDown, Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, representing... Um, I have no clue who they're representing. Uh, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Summer Rae. I guess they're uh, representing the legends. And we use the term for some of them. And representing Impact Wrestling. None other than it's knockout champion Mickey James. That's what I'm talking about. Forbidden Wars busted down. Moxley's coming who's, back. Who saw this coming? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, especially after after you know the she the pull away when she got um when she was released. Yeah. You know, hey man, they're gonna fuck you over. Go ahead and take a bunch of money for, for one day. Not even a full ass day either. Probably like 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. If she's in the Rumble that long, yeah. I really, like I said in the group chat, I really hope her gear is, um, is trash bag inside. Yeah. Um, does she come wearing the Impact Championship? I guess she can because they were the champion. Absolutely. Why? Well, yeah. Why to hide it? Yeah. She if, said that her two requests were to come out to Hardcore Country and with the Impact uh, Knockouts title. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. I mean that was definitely cool. Uh, we we seen the forbidden door between you know companies outside the Fed, but I think it means something else when it's uh, when it happens inside of uh, Vince's door, because Lord knows he doesn't play well with others. Nope. Yeah, he crushes you up and eats you for breakfast. Yeah, he doesn't play with you. Then spit you out and then eat you again for lunch. Then spit yeah. you out again. And then you dinner. And then you poo poo. Yeah. I mean, kudos to him, though. Like, legitimately, it's gotten people talking. Yeah. And in a good way. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of an apology for what happened. Um, 
with Corrado sending her the trash bag. But it, I'm interested. When I saw her name announced, I had to do a double take to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. Yeah, that it wasn't a different year or something, yeah. I know, right? I was like, what kind of Raw am I watching? Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> now, uh, for the men, uh, representing <laughs> Raw. Oh, are we not picking? Oh, yeah, well, okay, sure. Let's, let's pick first. All right. who, who, who's your pick? Who's your pick? Um, um, do you want my real pick or do you want my joke pick first? Uh, joke pick first. Summer Rae definitely winning the whole damn thing. Yes. Quote, unquote, WWE legend. Summer Rae. Hey, she broke Natalia's nose. She's a legend. Glad we got that out of the way. And, and your real prediction? Ronda Rousey. Now... Have, they have not officially said she's going to be there. No, no. It's, it's the rage on the speculation and the dirt sheets, and Bex is playing into that, too, um, you know, as she does on the Twitter machine and such. But, I mean, the fact that the Rumble is in four days and of the announced people in the Rumble, like, Five of them are currently workers, and of those five, there's like two legitimate ones that you can actually think would win the Rumble. I'm going with Ronda. What? Come on! You don't think to you don't think this is Tamina's year? Come on! No, it hadn't been Tamina's year for 17 years. Why would this one be different? You know, this past year. Why not the Rumble this year? Okay. No. No, no. We we know his heart is really with Aaliyah. No. God, no. No. It it is really tough based on the lineup they've given us because so many of the pe- <coughs> so many of the people don't seem like they're. Like WWE hasn't done much to push any of them to to let us believe that they could win it. Okay, you have people who could. Bianca could win it again. You know, Baszler could win it. Rhea Ripley could win it. Um, you know, people who are viable contenders, but they haven't been doing a whole lot the last month plus to make us think that they're on this upward trajectory that would lead them to WrestleMania. Um. And then you have, you know, all these returning people. And then you have, you know, the, the pay-per-views only, excuse me, premium live event is only a few days away. And we still have so many slots that are that are still unknown. There will still be surprises. Um, so what happens so when you fire half your roster? Well, I know. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I assume we're going to get a couple NXT people like we usually do. I assume we're going to get, you know, um, maybe another another legend return or two that that was not advertised, you know, possibly Rousey, um, you know, possibly uh, people coming back from the injured list. You know, hopefully Asuka or Bailey um, would be coming back from the injured list and, awesome. and humble. Yeah. Um, so, 
but but of the names they've given us, there really ha- there really isn't somebody to me who stands out as is yeah no they're they're a shoe in to win it this year. So I, I really don't I really don't know. It's a it's a fucking toss up. Which is crazy because how are we not talking about Shayna Baszler as a legitimate threat to win a Royal Rumble? Well, see, she is my pick to win. I know that maybe she hasn't done much with the tag title run and whatnot, but I'm not giving up on Shayna. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I think she she very well could go into that role very quickly. Um, you know, of being that if they they really just you know give her a big strong performance, and then just push her hard like a beast until the rumble, or through um through you know into mania they could and do it. She but loses to Becky, and then you know yeah it gets you know lose it to somebody. Um, but just puts her title in a briefcase the next month. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's just um, yeah. I I mean, if I had to pick one person, one person, I would go with Baszler too, just because yeah, she is somebody who who could be at that level, but um, we don't we don't know. It's disappointing that she hasn't won the title because she came out of NXT hot. Yeah, yeah, and then cooled off very quickly because they didn't, you know. Didn't know what to do with her. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it is uh, Oscar any, anyone near close to returning? I've heard She's very little. So I mean, it was, you know, they've been very, very quiet about her injury. It was supposed, you know, one or two pictures surfaced where she was wearing some big, heavy kind of arm. Uh, brace kind of cast like a hard plastic kind of brace like she had some kind of surgery on her possibly her elbow maybe but nobody's really been really said anything about what it is exactly so don't know how long it could keep her out or or when she would be ready to return because we don't even know what the injury is that's fair yeah it could be one of those things where they were trying to quietly, you know, transition her behind the scenes. Who knows? Yeah. Let's hope not. I feel like she's still got a little bit left in her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The man, another story, different story. Uh, representing Monday Night Raw, you have Angela Dawkins, Monster Ford, Rami Stadio. Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, B.E., Kevin Owens, Omas, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Representing SmackDown, uh, Sheamus, Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, Sami Zayn, and Kofi Kingston. And Duel representing Hollywood? I don't know. Representing hell. Johnny Knoxville. Uh, I have heard that this is apparently, a, you know, Johnny's... Uh, last appearance, they didn't. There is no plans for him past the, you know, the Royal Rumble. But I mean, what if he wins it? You know, I'm just saying. 
If he wins it, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get him to. to I know, right? Yeah, you got to get him back in. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, big ratings bonanza is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um. Do you want my joke answer? The real answer for. Joke uh, answer. Joke answer is Veer Mahan. He debuts at the Rumble before he debuts on Raw? He debuts at number one. He goes through and he just annihilates the Rumble, eliminates all 29 other men, and just calls it a day. Goes on to SmackDown, wins the Universal title from Roman, and we just call it a day. And the real answer... The real answer is Biggie. Okay. I can see Biggie. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't think they're done with him. They better not be done with him. Based on who's in it so far, yeah, I would say that, that Biggie to me is the is the one guy who's who's there ready to ready to jump back into the title picture. Or and, and the only reason that I say this is because the rumor is that it's his his career is winding down. AJ. I thought you were going to say The Undertaker. His wife's going to be there. But... No. Definitely not. Get that old ass bag of bones away from my wrestling. Um, well, he's no. going to be there. Well, unfortunately. But I could I could see them letting AJ do a sentimental win. Yeah, uh, I definitely like uh, Biggie as an option. I think that too would solidify as a true main eventer. You know, if they you know after him uh, winning the championship, you know, they're just not doing a one time run and they're, and they're forgetting about him, but actually keeping him. In the in the hunt, I mean, a main event, I think this will kind of like play along with that very well. I just I just think the that last t- the title reign must a lot to be desired, and I think they know that. Yeah, and he kind of you know, and he lost it like in a five way, which isn't exactly. Um, you know, like the the greatest odds for a champion or whatever. So some people feel he kind of was, you know, a, a little screwed out of it. Still got a rematch. Yeah. Well, and that's and you and I have talked long ago, long and in depth about the automatic rematch. Is that it's really not consistent. So you know, it's they just kind of use it whenever they decide they want to. Some people, you know, lose the belt on on Sunday and get their rematch on Monday. You know. Yep. Others, uh, they go, they lose the belt, and then they never get one. So, um, so that's what I'm saying. I, it's not consistent enough for me to ever rely on that. It's always just whenever they say that it's there. And some people win number one contenders matches and then never even get their matches. Yeah. A lot of people do that actually. Cough, yeah. cough, riot squad. Cough, cough. Uh, who else? Was, was, was it? Uh, and and Shotzi and Tegan. Oz? Shotzi and Tegan, yeah. It's like those titles don't mean anything. What's a Tegan Knox? An underutilized female that could have done really good in the Royal Rumble. 
<laughs> now, is her? Well, I can't remember when she was released, but I guess her contract should be. I mean, her window should be done sooner. No, she was the last. She was in the last batch. Was she? Yeah. Oh, so she probably has a couple more months. At least another month. Um. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it could be so many options. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, big one. He, he sounds like my a, answers. I don't like he, Madcap. He sounds Ma. like a safe pick. Madcap Moss. It's time. I will, I will kill myself. That's uh, one of those guys who's been with Del for 20 fucking years and it doesn't shit. I will, if, if Madcap Moss wins the Royal Rumble, I'm legitimately offing myself. Eric will cut off his other hand. If Blow Madcap my Moss. brains out and call it a fucking day. I hate Madcap Moss. He's been terrible from the very beginning. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's been I, I, I consistent. Consistently fucking terrible, yeah. Which just I guess like is just, just like Aaliyah, yeah. It's what it takes to, to fly into the radar forever. Yeah. Hey, how do we not get fired in WWE? <laughs> just fucking suck. Just be bad. And, but be nice behind the scenes to people so they feel sorry for you. Yeah, it's like they say to suck or to not be sucked. Oh, that is a question. To suck or not to suck. Um, yeah, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. That's probably why Leah still works there, though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Fed, you know, uh, not doing too bad. Uh, they announced a return to the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia for, uh, El. An elimination chamber special premium live event in February. So we get no uh, premium live event uh, in February or or March. Now that has been announced at least um, in the United States. If things end up like they're currently announced, it'll be. Uh, the Royal Rumble Elimination Chamber um, in Saudi Arabia and then WrestleMania on the 2nd and the 3rd of April. Good. Less is more. Uh, I did see that they did announce uh, not only but the city of Dallas or whoever uh, that we will get NXT stand and deliver as well as the Hall of Fame. Um, so, but, in but here's, here's the weird thing from what I just saw today, though, is that apparently the plan is to have NXT and WrestleMania Night 1 both on Saturday. NXT being a, uh, a matinee event with a 12 o'clock start time. They will be from like 12 to 3. And then, you know, you can you can leave there immediately and make your way over to the stadium and start the WrestleMania proceedings. That sounds awful. 
How so? I mean, listen. That's going to make the traffic even 100 times worse than it already was. Listen, first of all, 2.0 2. is not popular enough in prime time. I, th- I think that every every aspect has shown uh, NXT 2.0 can't handle the prime time. And uh, it's really it can't handle all elite, brother. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, it can't handle the prime time. It's like it was doing good before they changed everything. Before all their people left and went to all elite, brother. Before they changed everything. They changed everything. Change the world. One super kick at a time. Twelve super kicks at a time. Too sweet. Uh, yeah, so so we get all of that. Also, Friday night in Dallas, we get a super card of honor. Announced title versus title. Bandito versus Gresham. And there's all that that, you know, since Gresham has such a heavy schedule, he's basically defending the Ring of Honor championship. Uh, you know, every weekend he's wrestling. Uh, it is still tentative that if Gresham holds the belt, um, you know, if, if he somehow were to lose it, I guess plans would have to change. But Ring of Honor also, there was a, there's a rumor that they will be – making a, another major announcement this week. And so I think a lot of people are guessing that it would be about Supercard of Honor, possibly about Briscoes versus FTR. Mm. You think that TK would let them do that? I don't, I don't think that TK gives enough of a shit to do it on his own show. If, if he would have, the Briscoes already would have made some kind of appearance by now. That's fair. They would have, even if it was literally in the crowd, being pulled away by security, they would have done something. Honestly, but that's fair. As as we've seen with the, you know, with them in the past, TK does very, very little to, he'll, he'll loan all of his people to for the relationship, but then he'll do very little to push it on his end. I mean, Kenny Omega was the Impact World Champion. The Impact mm. was defending, you know, he was defending that belt on pay-per-view for Impact. And they made, like, no mention of it whatsoever, that their champion, who had been undefeated for so long, could possibly face his first loss on pay-per-view for another company. They just would, you know, casually mention, oh, yeah, he's the Impact belt. It's 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 in there. It's, it's in his collection. It's one of those. It's not that it's not that big of a deal though. Um, that's pretty much all they would do. And then make jokes about, you know, all of you know, all of Impact's, you know, shortcomings or whatever, the running the running quote unquote jokes about Impact, brother. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, and they did a little bit of WA power, you know, they had Camille come in and stuff, but that was the most they did for that. They sent their people to power, but like, you know, they weren't like hyping the show and all this stuff really heavily. WWE done more for the Impact Partnership that uh, than, than yeah than AEW ever did. Yeah, all AEW did was was have was have their the belt switch hands on Dynamite to another AEW guy, and then have that AEW guy go and lose the belt to at you know at um at Impact. Yep. 
So I, I would, yeah, I would say that he would probably let FTR go and wrestle at Ring of Honor show before he would think about bringing the Bulls. He apparently has. Did Patrick you okay? fall asleep? All right. Did you fall asleep on us, Patrick? Yeah, he did. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like he claims he just fall asleep for like two and a half hours out of that wrestling show at WrestleCade. Uh, yeah, the guy the guy has a sleep apnea problem and he doesn't want to get it addressed because he's <laughs> and then he can't he can sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> Fucking dead. I was. I I shared a room with him WrestleCade weekend and sleep for like ten hours, and then he'd wake up and he was still exhausted and would fall asleep in the middle of the day. Okay, like that's not normal healthy sleep. I'm fucking dead, dude. (laughs) Anyways, we're moving on. Mm. Hmm. Where was with all this? We, we were we, talking about um, FTR so, versus Briscoes. Yeah. yeah. Supercard yeah. of Honor and FTR versus Briscoes, and how it's more likely to happen at a Ring of Honor show than at uh, an All Elite show. Right. Well, I mean, definitely. Um, it'll, be, it'll be nice to see if it happens, though. Uh, didn't FTR show up at the GCW show? No. They did not. Okay. Yeah. I guess they, people were speculating that maybe they would. Yeah, they we speculated that they would be the, the, the team who answered the, the call-out challenge, but that instead was Matt Tremont and Nick Gage, and the match had to be severely cut short because of extraneous em- entrance times. Um, so the match had belts with literally like five and a half minutes, and it was the main event of the show because they were on pay-per-view, and it was like... 10.58, and they were like, shit, we got to take it home so these guys can make a quick speech after they win and, and send the crowd home happy. Now, you you watched the show, right, Eric? I did, yes. Uh, how was the show? I mean, I, I, I saw stuff on, on the uh, Twitter about it, but how was it overall? Was this your first ever experience watching uh, GCW? Yes. Um, it was okay. I had nothing to really write home about. Um, now, what did you think about uh, the, all the cameos in the Ryder match? Who's Ryder? Uh, Cardona, where are you I loved it. The best match on the entire card was a sports entertainment match. Go figure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Goodbye. Now Eric can take his nap. Yes. Now time for Eric to take a nap. All right. All right. Let's go through first. The, the first night, um, we, we get we get the the Rambo nineteen. We're, so we're you're talking 
Wrestle Kingdom because when the last time we podcast, you had yet to watch Wrestle Kingdom. It was right after them, but you had yet right, to watch. Right. right. So we'll tell you about both of them, but we're gonna tackle night one first. All right. Okay. All right. So Chase Owens, Shima, Minoru Suzuki, and Toru Yanu advanced to the four way match uh, for the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 Trophy of Night Two. Uh, Yo, defeats show. Uh, Bullet Club defeats Tanahashi and Taguchi and Rocky uh, by disqualification. Uh, United Empire defeats the Governadores de Japón. Uh, Shibata defeats Red Narita in a singles match exhibition match, uh, or whatever they were calling it. Uh, Evil defeats Tomohiro Ishii to uh, win the Never Open World Championship. Uh, Goto Yoshihashi defeat the Dangerous Techers to uh, retain, no, that's to retain, uh, to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Uh, El Desperado defeats Hiromu Takahashi to retain the uh, the junior heavyweight championship and Okada defeats Shingo to end his reign as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And once again, Okada, the rainmaker, reigns supreme. I, you know, I really enjoyed both nights top to bottom. You know, there were a couple matches that. Okay, whatever. You know, like the the six man with Bullet Club versus uh, Tanahashi and um, and the Mega Coaches. But you know, since they're doing the two night thing, they kind of do you know a couple preview matches that then lead into night two matches. Um, you know, so so Yo and Show, although it was a singles encounter, that's essentially a grudge match. It also was leading into uh, a title match for the, for night two um, was really kind of surprised by the IWGP tag title match commentary yeah, kind of a lot about it, but it was, it was pretty, it was, it wasn't really a squash, but it was pretty one-sided. Um, you know, Goto and Yoshihashi just ran over them. And, you know, Dangerous Techers had been, you know, been pretty much the pinnacle of the tag team division for, you know, almost two years. They've pretty much been in the picture, title picture right there in the hunt. Um, you know, and it seemed that Goto and Yoshihashi just had counters for all their stuff and just came on the out of these exchanges and combinations. And Zach looked gassed very early on in the match. Um, so I don't know if he, you know took a little bit of an injury or something and that kind of affected him or whatever reason his cardio and conditioning was just off. Um, so he ended up being, you know, the second half of the match, Tai Chi ended up seemingly having to carry a lot of the slack. Um, but, you know, yeah, Goto and Yoshihashi are an extremely exciting tag team. Like I'm not huge fans of either guy, but as a team, they put on some, some really really fun tag matches. Um, their run through the, the world tag league was really fun. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, and this match was no exception. Uh, and then we move on to the semi main event where 
You know, the, the biggest point was can Desperado, you know, prove that, that he is the face of the division? Because although, you know, Hiromu is not champion, he's pretty much the most popular star in the division. And, he, you know, they'll put him in main event matches even above the champion just because of his popularity. Um, right. So it was kind of, you know, multiple times there's been champions who play second fiddle to Hiromu. And so mm-hmm. – this was Desperado trying to prove that he could he could be the face of the division, and he you know he wrestled a Hiromu style match. You know the very fast paced, high impact, explosive offense. Um, you know he went move for move, hold for hold, and he played Hiromu's game and he beat him at it. So I think that's the big story there. Um, you know is that. Despy makes himself, hopefully makes himself a star in the division, um, you know, because realistically you can't have a division that just has one star. You have, you know, one star and then guys who are chasing trying to be like him. You have to have multiple um, to yeah. really make it, make it grow and thrive. Um, I mean, we saw the division survive in the injured list. Yeah, it, it it did. But but the problem the last couple of years, you know, Hiromu's been here and then he was injured for a little bit as well and he's back. But since, you know, with COVID and everything, the, the division, the junior division has always relied very heavily on Gaijin talent, on foreign talent, you know, from from Mexico, from the United States, from the UK. Um, and, you know, with COVID and stuff the last couple of years, most of those guys have, have been cut off and haven't been allowed to come to come in regularly. So it's right, there. The, right. the junior division is very small right now. So you need guys who have that multiple guys who have that star power. Um, and then of course the main event, I mean, outstanding match by two outstanding guys, literal moments. I was on the edge of my seat, pounding my fist into the ground when, when he hit that rainmaker and finally got the win. Um, you know, yeah, the rainmaker, you know, is back is back at the top, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, one thing that really got to me is that there, there were points of the match. I think not uh, too close to the end, but maybe in like a 27, 28 minute, where where I started to think Shingo might actually beat Okada. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you know go, going you know their last two matches. Uh, Shingo had beat him. Shing- so she, you know their 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 career record versus each other. I think was was very close. It was like two and two or something. But it was those last two that Shingo had won, and that you know yeah. the, the yeah. last one was um, Shingo beating Okada to win the belt. Right. So, but, uh, but you know, there's something different when you talk about Okada and Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. That's, um, yeah, that is yeah, that is true. But yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think Shingo beating Okada at Wrestle Kingdom would have basically uh, given him legend status. Not that he won't be a whole family legend his own, but I think that that, that would have meant something. But no, I'm I'm with you. I, I was happy with the outcome uh, with the Rainmaker uh, winning the title back and. Uh, yeah, overall, but, but, you know, it was nice to see Shibata too, you know, to move yeah. around there. And, 
know, apparently that was, all, that was all pretty much a shoot. It was supposed to be, you know, just a grappling exhibition. And Narita comes out and he goes, you know, screw that. We're going to have a regular rules match. Um, and apparently, yeah, management didn't know. I don't think Narita knew until he was in there, you know, although he's been training with Shibata um, at the LA Dojo. So he, you know, he was aware and knew Shibata, of course. But, um, yeah, I think that was pretty much a, a shoot. He was going to do it. And, you know, and then when he came out, OK, he was going to say, look, man, I told you guys I could go. Um, you know, so we'll see if it, if it leads to, to more matches, um, for Shibata down the line. We'll see. Hopefully so. Yeah. He needs to face, needs to face Kenta. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the big money match right there. I mean, they're going to, they're going to try to kill each other. So I don't know if, you know. For both men's health, we need to have the match, but we need to have the match. Yeah. They both might end up in the hospital afterwards, though. All right. Night two. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of pre-show matches. Uh, Yuhina got a great match. Steel, defeat Bullet Club. Uh, Masawato and Tenkoji defeat uh, Suzuki Gun, uh, Losing Governors to Japan defeat Suzuki Gun. Uh, yeah, uh, then, uh, then three way tag match for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Uh, Robbie Eagle from Tiger Mask defeat Tigushi and Rocky Romero and uh, Bone Soldier and ELP um, to. Retain uh, the tag team title. Uh, then uh, we get the starting exhibition match uh, with Tan Nakano and Saya Kamitani defeat Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Ship. Um, Noru Suzuki defeated Chase Owens, Suma, and Tori Yano to, become the, to win the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy. Uh, the House of Torture defeated Chaos. Sonata defeated the Great Khan. Uh, Naito defeated Jeff Cobb. Uh, Tanahashi defeated Kenta to uh, win the United States Heavyweight title. And the Yumeida for the evening. The Raymaker once again reigns supreme as he defeats Will Ospreay to remain the uh, undisputed world heavyweight champion. I mean, it was it was a long night because you had so many pre-show matches. I guess they had those like three pre-show matches to kind of take up the space that the New Japan Rambo did the night before, since the Rambo is usually kind of a, a longer match with the staggered entrances and such. Um, but a lot of good stuff on there. I, I'm really, I really enjoy the house of torture. Um, just because they add a very different dynamic than everything else in the rest of the card, you know, with, with all the run-ins and the cheating and the, you know, all the, the trying to use these weapons and this kind of stuff. It makes, it definitely makes the matches stand out and some fans don't like it, but that's the point is it's not traditional in what's Japanese wrestling, you know. Um, 
that's why the guys are doing it, you know? And that's why guys who were fan favorites, who were so beloved, like Evil and and Show, are now resorting to this. And it just makes the fans mad because they go, why are they doing all this stuff? They need to just go out there and, you know, wrestle. They're good wrestlers. They can win on their own. That's the whole point. They go out there and they do this stuff instead of doing that. And, you know, I like them as, as champions um, because, you know, then now they – they can break the rules and, you know, and oh no, what do they do? They get disqualified and, and they still retain the, ch- you know, they still remain champions. Um, so I really like that group. Um, you know, I, I never thought I'd actually become some somewhat a fan of Yujiro Takahashi, but here we are. Um, uh, Tetsuya Naito versus uh, Jeff Cobb was a fantastic match and the best part is the strategy and the storytelling of the build-up and the pre-show matches okay all of their preview matches on the end of the year card you know were, were mixed tags with the united empire and lij and every single time naito did his best to try and take out the legs of jeff cobb drop kicking the legs trying to put him in submissions twisting him up, all this stuff. Because he knew that it was building to a singles match. And that's the way that's the only way you can break the power of Jeff Cobb is by breaking down his powerful base. And so going into the match, the leg the legs were already weakened. And Naito just stayed the course and continued to attack the legs. And when it looked like Jeff Cobb was going to come back and win it, his power base gave out. Naito was able to capitalize, hit the Destino, and get the win. Fantastic wrestling storytelling. Um, and, you know, yet again, it comes down to the the master strategy of, of, of Naito. You know, you think he's just messing around and he's playing a game and he's, he's having fun, but there's deep mind manipulation and strategy and, and there's, a, there's a method behind all of what seems to be madness on the outside. Yeah. Um, uh, not, not a very good night for the United Empire. Oh, no, no. Um, you know, and they looked at, towards the end of the year, they looked to be, um, you know, that they could be the new dominant faction. And they've kind of been on, on the cusp of that. You know, it looked like yeah. when when Osprey first won the belt that they were going to become the new dominant faction. Um you know, and then uh, then Osprey went away, and then you know Cobb did so well in the G one, but came up short. And then uh, you know everybody expected the team of Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon to enter the World Tag League, as they had been, you know, they had the most wins as a team throughout the year. But uh, I guess Cobb needed time to recuperate after the G1, and so they had it with Hanare and Great Ocon, and they didn't do nearly as well. And yeah, then you come down to Wrestle Kingdom, and you know uh, they yeah they come up as losers, and you know they won their their pre-show match on night one, but then they come up as losers in the in the big spots. Um, I, you know, will was remains to be seen with so much going on here in the month of January, and and now COVID forcing New Japan to to cancel uh, 
the last few date the, the few dates they had at the end of the month um you know as part of a road to kind of tour um you know kind of throws some more chains in the in the gears again as to to what direction things are heading especially for the united empire um but but let's go to the semi main event and holy shit okay um you know these guys have put on great matches before but this one was taking a darker turn, and holy shit, did it take a darker turn! Both guys got the crap kicked out of them. Kenta's still on. Kenta's still uh, recovering. Still not medically cleared. He's still walking on a pair of crutches. He uh, injured. He got his back all cut up again from the table. Busted his nose. Had to have surgery on his nose. He dislocated his hip, and they had to have that popped back into place. And he's been on physical therapy and walking on crutches ever since. Um, I don't know. I think him falling off the ladder was scarier than Tanahashi splashing him to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because when Tanahashi shook that ladder, I don't know if they realized how far away from the ropes he was. Like I typically that's a spot where you would, you know, fall out and you would snake eyes the ropes and you'd fall back. Kenta couldn't get that far flipping falling off that ladder and had to make do and realize oh crap there's the trash can there and that's where he busted his face open trying to somehow break his fall and not end up in the hospital from that from just falling off the ladder um right and then then they you know then tanahashi did the you know the big the highest fly flow is as they're referring it to to it um just a, a hell of a match and and even Tanahashi talking after the match, you know, because he's been the, you know, he's always been the the rule abiding guy who wants to do things the right way, you know. And even when he wasn't really cheered by the fans, kind of earlier in his career, he wasn't a rule breaker. He wasn't, you know, using weapons and, and these kind of things. So it was a great departure for him. Um, and him getting disqualified the night before for using a weapon was like the first time in his career that he's ever been disqualified in a match. And him after that just saying, yeah, I won. You know, I'm a U.S. champion. He said, but I feel empty inside. He's like, this isn't this isn't my kind of wrestling. This isn't the wrestling I know. This isn't the wrestling that, that I want to represent New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so I think it's great for his character, you know, now having to live with kind of the burden of, yes, I'm the United States champion, but how I, you know, <coughs> won that belt to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a great story. Hell of a match with way with way more scary moments than it probably should have had, um, you know. But hopefully, seemingly Tanahashi's okay as he's been working the, the road two shows, and and hopefully Kent will be back before too long. Yeah, it, it was definitely a wild man. Um, yeah, I mean, hey. No, I mean, look, you protect her in a non-disqualification match, uh, you're going to get your money for it. Yeah, yeah. He already brings it brings yeah. it tough and tough in a regular match, let alone when, you know, when he can hit you with stuff or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, then we come to our main event, okay? And yet again, wow, what can I say? Okada, two nights back to back, two very different opponents. You know, 
two amazing matches that literally had me on the edge of my seat. And especially after the end of this one, pounding my hands on the ground in celebration as all was right with the world and the Rainmaker stood atop as the undisputed uh, champion. Yeah, it's it, it was crazy. It was crazy how it all ended. Uh, Justin Okada as the champ, finally reigning supreme. No question, you know who's the champion? Who's got what belt? There's only one champion, and the the rainmaker is that guy. And I definitely think it's the right one. But yeah, it's a great match. Uh, you know, say what you want about Osprey. Uh, the dude definitely brings it. Yeah. Uh, no matter what you think about him personally or professionally, he's an amazing professional wrestler. And I, ever since moving to heavyweight and adding some muscle mass and definition, uh, he he really has put everything together um, to just, you know, be more than just crazy athletic. Um, you know, he's, yeah. he understands the when and the now and the why. And since he's not doing so much athletic stuff, when he does pull it out, it, it is, you know, it gets a bigger reaction. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. And then, and then Okada, you know, lays down and officially retires the version four championship and embraces the IWGP, uh, World Heavyweight Championship, you know, claims he'll be the guy to lead the world and New Japan Pro Wrestling into the 50th anniversary, um, you know, and beyond. Yeah. So all right in the world, basically. He's the champion we deserve. Uh, but yeah, uh, great two amazing nights uh, for sure. Definitely worth. Watching. If anybody hasn't watched it, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, it definitely needs to be worth. It's worth every single yen uh, that, that they charge for it. Um, I never know what the, the going rate is at the time, but you know, it, it, it varies every single month. It honestly does, just because of the you know the markets, the uh, the economies of both countries. But it's moving to where it's a little bit cheaper. Each month yeah, for the last I feel six like months. At some point, it was less than nine dollars. At one point, it was less than nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's getting close to to right around nine as opposed to closer to ten. But it's usually between there. It's you know, it's nine forty two this month. It's nine sixty one the next month. It's nine twenty four the next month. Whatever, but it's it's between nine and ten dollars. Nah. so. Definitely worth that. Um, go out and check it out. Um, you won't regret it, but yeah. Uh, but like you said, they've canceled their stuff with the COVID for January. We'll see how February goes. I think that's when they have their next special, right? Um, the, next, the next big show, I think, is February 20th. Uh, not 20th, like February 12th, maybe? I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, so the next the next officially scheduled show is February sixth because they had one scheduled for like January twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth, and those ones they canceled. Um, mm-hmm. But the February sixth one is is still on the docket. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how it's all going to be. Um, you know, just to to be determined because you never know what's going to happen. Um, with COVID and everything, uh, and how it hits people different ways. So, uh, but yeah, who knew in twenty twenty two we'd still be talking about this? You know. Uh, Goodness gracious, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's just hope. Uh, we, you know, thankfully, we got all the other have Japan strong. That's actually really going strong. Yeah, um, yeah. They're now r- running their um, their nemesis. Uh, Is the next episode. video yeah. right? So they'll yeah. do the low key from nemesis. Um. I think we've done three shows so far. This one yeah. more. Uh, this week we featured the Jay White versus Christopher Daniels match. Oh man, that's my match. I with, with strong. I'm definitely much. You know, I, I'm like I, with strong. Like, it's kind of like with AEW where I like go ahead and just pick and choose some matches. Um, yeah, that's definitely what I want to watch. Um. See you know, see Jay White, Jay White things, and you know, Christopher Daniel. You know, yeah, no one does it better. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric. Uh, Wait. Your thoughts here on uh, on the Wrestle Kingdom? Sure. We, we have forgotten the line. Are, are you so delirious from the, from the loss of blood that you forgot your line? Nope. The infection's slowly creeping into his hand, and by nightfall, it's gonna, it's gonna, t- his hand's gonna take a life of its own. He's gonna be battling for his very soul. One could only hope yeah. something that cool would happen. It should do a air soul on a pole match. A what? Alright, AEW. What do we have to say about AEW that hasn't already been said? Um, the, the, the Battle of the Belts. Yeah. Somebody explain to me the Battle of the Belts. So, Cody Rhodes gets COVID. I believe he gets COVID. I can't remember. I'm going with that story. Exposed to uh, He had to quarantine. I don't think he actually tested positive himself. But he wasn't even sick. And they made a, I mean, if you're it, sick, you would think that you would need more than a couple weeks, right? So, well, according to, to guidelines, no, but... Okay, so... They, they, they announced that he's out of the, of the match against Sammy Guevara. They create a interim title match with uh, Dustin Rhodes as a replacement because we're treating this as, as a sport and we're going to ignore all of the rankings. Well, yeah. Right? Because we're treating it as a sport. This is a real athletic event. We're, we're not like the league, so we're going to ignore the rankings and just pick Dustin as the replacement. 
They didn't want to spoil a bunch of other matches they'd already had scheduled, so they just picked the guy who, of course, wasn't wrestling anybody that night and gave him a title shot. Um, okay, so Sammy Guevara wins. And less than two weeks later, they announced the return of Cody Rhodes. Yes. What was the point of the interim title? For that, for that pop, brother. It's all about the one-night pop, okay? That's AEW's strategy. Bring in this guy so he can have a big pop at his debut, and then, eh, we're not really sure what to do with him, so he's not going to do much afterwards. Bring in the next guy, give a big one-night pop debut, and then, ah, eh, you know, now he just kind of falls in with the pack. It's all about getting that one-night pop. So they had this big pop for Sammy, and woo, and everybody's excited and happy and having a good time. That was the whole point. What, yeah, we, do, what, what we do down the line is, is, is we're not worried about that, brother. You got to live in the moment, okay? We're doing the Hardy Boys lifestyle here. Yeah. That's that's quite something. Uh, Leo Rush and Abby is done with AEW. He's obviously not resigning. Um, apparently, uh, Peter Avalon's contract was up. He's not doing anything. He's gone. Um, they haven't. In that, they haven't. Nobody has said anything about the application. Apparently, he's been healthy, and we're just waiting for something to do since the just uh, the fall. Since pretty much they gave Hook his spot in Team Taz. So. Uh, then the Dursheets reported that AEW stated they're not going to make any uh, any talent releases public. Yeah, because then it would look bad. That's what WWE does, brother. We're just going to let them quietly fade away and hopefully nobody notices. And then we don't look like jerks, okay? It's all about keeping up appearances that we're doing different stuff than what we say we're not going to do but still kind of do the same stuff that we said we're not going to do. We just call it a little bit differently. So you could basically just call it whatever you want? Yeah. Just call it whatever we want. Yeah, we're, we're letting their contract expire and not renewing them. And we're benching them for a few months beforehand, you know. But it's not the same as firing them and then telling them they can't work somewhere for a few months. But they're getting paid for both durations, and when the, when the duration is done, they're free to work wherever they want. Now, but see, Tony Khan on Twitter and said that didn't he say that uh, what's her name was not a very good wrestler, and that's why he let her go. Mm-hmm. That he only said that after her other thing came out. That after after she you know made that interview you know. Giving some some very positive feedback yet constructive criticism about their women's division and the representation of people of color, and then Tony Khan comes in and just goes, "Oh yeah, well yeah, no, the reason we the reason we didn't you know we didn't sign her back was because she wasn't a very good wrestler anyways." Blah 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 blah. You know, don't forget to watch Dynamite tonight. But um. When you know, when only six months earlier he was always putting her over as one of the best, and you should pay attention to what she's doing and all this. 
on Dynamite, you know, or on on interviews whenever asked about it. So that yeah. so he didn't announce. So they didn't announce it at the time that they weren't renewing her contract. I think she was the one who came out and said, "Hey, I'll be a free agent at this date," or or now I'm a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't say anything about it until she did, and you know. Leo came out and said he would be a free agent at the end of a certain date, but AEW hasn't acknowledged that, and they didn't say anything about Avalon. They didn't say anything about Cage. They haven't said anything about Stunts. And these are all guys who have been you know, sitting on the sidelines, and supposedly their contracts aren't going to be renewed. So they're just going to keep quiet about it and hope you don't notice, and, and then they don't look like assholes. Eric, are we not going to notice? I mean, uh, out of the guys that have been mentioned now, but I mean, it's still stupid to think that one form of somebody getting their job taken away from them is better than another one, but I mean, it is what it is. The AEW fans are going to AEW fan, and it's just, that's, that's the end of that, like. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Sad, sad, but whatever. That definitely. Uh, but hey, there's still legitimate sports. You know, no BS about it. Yeah, they got they got rid of the BS. They, his name is Paul White now. Well, also the first and only official announced headliner for WrestleCade 2022, Paul White, yeah, formerly yeah. of the Big Show. That makes you want my ticket so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get, and I told Eric, I said I get why that would make a lot of people excited because the Big Show's, you know, a big name. He's never really done a lot of signings or conventions or anything. You know, so that makes his, his autograph kind of scarce. A lot of people would want it. Nah, I'm just not one of them. Definitely not one of them. Definitely um, not if you know going to be $100 for, a, for an autograph and a pick or something. That's not the price I'm willing to pay for for, for the giant, okay? Or, or the giant waiting in line. Yeah, yeah, waiting in line to see the giant. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, maybe ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Still not a hundred dollars worth. No, uh, definitely not now. Forty bucks, maybe not a hundred. No. So, yeah, two shit. Um, what else is going on in the world? Okay, uh, let's go. Some, let's go some, uh, a good friend of ours, former co-host here, um, within the FW Radio family, Matt Griffin, uh, ran a show in conjunction with IWTV Southeast first. Um, of course, uh, you can go to IWTV or independentwrestling.tv or whatever they call it, uh, their website, to go watch it. 
yeah, independentwrestling.tv to, to watch it. But it was a really great show. Just, uh, a, you know, multiple companies from the Southeast, not just in Georgia, but uh, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, uh, getting together uh, to put on a show uh, to, to, you know, let expose people to the Southeast, uh, you know, they, because it would be like they, there's more uh, to pro wrestling, independent wrestling than uh, what you see with MLW, uh, you know, the Northeast promotion, uh, or even that, that promotion on, on the West Coast. Um, so, yeah, Southeast first. Uh, the TWE, uh, you know, were presented a tag match where the mercenary was just de- defeated Damian Tiger to retain his belt. Uh, Eli Knight defeated Landon Hale. Eli Knight then being offered a spot uh, in the uh, in the 2022 Sydney City Invitational. And that was a big deal. Uh, New South, uh, New South had a title uh, defended as champion Rolando Perez defeated Brandon Williams and Donnie Janela to retain. In a six-man match, uh, the high flying Sex Stars and Bojack and uh, defeated, well, yeah, which is Bojack, Gabriel Hill, and BK Westbrook. Defeated Team Action of Action Star, Bobby Flacco, and Brogan Finley. Uh, Peter Lewis also was there, represented as uh, heavyweight champion John Davis, defeated Drew Adler. Uh, then Anthony Henry defeated uh, Adam Priest in a great match. Owen Knight defeated the Southern Honor Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against Kyle Matthews. Um, and the Violence Forever defeated Eric Royal in Kevin Koo is the one that pinned uh, Royal, so he gets. Uh, he's going to get his title match uh, against uh, Koo on, I, I think, on March 4th or February 4th. I can't which day it was. Uh, March 4th. Uh, at the, uh, in uh, Tyrone, Georgia. And in the main event, AC Mack defeats Alex Shelley to become the IWT. Independent wrestling champion. Of course, not sure whose idea of this title was. I think it was the preserve from Beyond Wrestling who made this happen. At least the title. But now it's in the hands uh, of a master um, representing uh, um Go with this representing. I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, I just kind of. So, so AC Mack wins the championship. It it, it is and was officially recognized by Pro Wrestling Illustrated as a world championship. Yeah. Uh, 
several months ago. Mm-hmm. And AC Mack winning that championship makes him the first openly gay male world champion in professional wrestling. Yep. That is crazy, isn't it? History in the making. Yeah. Uh, AC Magnetic, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley, a pro. Man, I have not seen Alex Shelley this hated in a while. Um, in front of any of you. And this was. Huh? Who hates Alex Shelley? Well, the, uh, the entire Southeast. I don't think that's true. I think they were just wanted AC Mac to win more than they really disliked Alex Shelley. Okay. Oh. You, you'll need to you'll need to watch this. Uh, we may watch it next week. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, AC Mac with the crowd one five hundred percent behind him. Just it was quite something to see. How the fans were there. I mean, at the end, you could see, uh, you know, the fans uh, back. The, the you know some of the backstage, some of the wrestlers. You had even 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 promoters uh, at you know over the uh, ringside, over by the uh, you know surrounding the ring, cheering on on uh, AC Mac, and you know. It it, it it looked it looked a little bleak for a moment there. I thought, oh, I don't think AC makes sense to do this. And then he came and he did his best, and 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 he is the new champion. He's making a statement. Uh, he's already made some demands. He's the champion. He's in the southeast, so people gotta come to him to uh, uh, to to get a title shot. And if promoters really want. Uh, you know, AC Mack in the territory. Be ready to pay for that Delta, you know, flight. All right, stop it with the spirit. Uh, and all those shenanigans. You know, you're flying the champ Delta. All right, but yeah, man. And it's gonna start this whole uh, basically trying to initiate some kind of territories war. Between the the IWTV families, and so you have the Midwest, you know, with 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 you know promotions like AIW, and you have, of course, the Northeast with kind of Beyond is kind of the the premier independent wrestling organization there, um, you know, and then you know now you have the Southeast and promotions coming together. Um, I, I, I think it leads a lot of interesting things, you know, for the future to see where this all goes. Yeah. 100%. But, man, uh, bit, uh, so, so proud of, of putting this together and the reaction has been fantastic on the interwebs. Uh and you know, just just seeing how everybody is behind uh, this thing, you know, it's like, and uh, you know, our, our friend Murder One had his own thoughts about this, right, on the Twitter machine. You know, it's like, oh, now you people are talking about the Southeast something like, 
Like he wasn't trying to put them on the map and, and making a statement. Let's be honest, you know. For 20 years. AWE did a lot for the South, you know. Talking about the South and the South East, you you didn't hear people talk about the South, you know, outside, you know, outside of AEW for a while, and. Well, I mean, you. I mean, it goes back further than that, though. It goes back to the '70s and '80s. You know, in the territory days, Georgia Championship Wrestling. You know, the Carolinas. Those were territories that, if you if you wanted to prove yourself as a top star in the nation, you had to come over and you had to win over the people in Georgia. And usually, that means, uh, you know, a, a little bit different wrestling style than what you'd wrestle in the other territories. You know, if you wanted to make it, you had to make it in Florida. You had to make it in Georgia. You had to make it, you know, in Tennessee. Um, and then, you know, that kind of died out a little bit. And then it came back a little bit, you know, in the 90s with WCW. You know, although, you know, they were a national promotion, they still, you know, were, were based in the Southeast. And then when WCW died, this, you know, there was kind of this stigma on the Southeast. And, and, and it went back to this wrestling style. And it wasn't cool anymore, you know, because of... You know, basically, Vince said it wasn't, and you know he's he's never you know he's pretty much a tried and true northerner who feels superior to southern people as they're all dumb inbred hicks. You know, like so so there was this kind of stigma, and you know one of the few promotions in the southeast that was trying to do something good and different was NWA Wildside, and you know there were a few others as well, um, but you know a lot of them didn't get the kind of national attention that other places, you know, would, that I, IWA Mid-South would and, you know, Ring of Honor would and, uh, you know, Chikara and, um, you know, so many other promotions from the Midwest and from the Northeast specifically. And, yeah, you know, AWE tried and tried real hard and, yes, represented the South very hard and, you know, had a lot of great homegrown talent and brought in a lot of really great talent from the rest of the country. But it seemed like this, the the South still wasn't getting kind of that respect as a place where wrestling was, was really good and happening and something different and new and exciting and worth paying attention to was happening, even though it was. Um, you know, so IWTV kind of came together and the Southeast kind of jumped in with it and – you know, several promotions have, have kind of come about and come together and joined IWTV. And 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 now, you know, the, the South has kind of – the Southeast has a little bit more of a unified front um, than they have in, in a long time. Um, and I think that's what's different, you know. But but without without Wildside holding down stuff, without, a, you know, AWE coming in, you know, most of these, these places that are now together as a unified front wouldn't be together. They wouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, it's, everybody's on it now. It's it's a cool thing now because so many kids, people are doing it. But, um, yeah, Murder One definitely, you know, been doing his best to, to represent the Southeast for, I mean, he's been wrestling well over 20 years. And it's just, you know, some people don't get the credit they're due until, until long after it's due, you know. So the innovators don't always get – the originators don't always get credit as much as the innovators do sometimes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. 
But but here we are in uh, in in 2022, and a new era, new battle has begun for the for, you know between this the the north and the south, and somebody will reign supreme. But right now, uh, all roads lead to Atlanta. The SWATs. So they got to go to the champ. So. Kudos to uh, you know to the new, the new champ because man he just he he's been on another another level and uh, with what he's doing here and just so happy for everything uh, that he's been able to accomplish. Uh, you know, I th- I always thought AC Magic is one of those guys who had it. You know. And he was able to stand out uh, on his own. He wasn't a, a copy of anybody that trained him. He found his niche and he made it work. And whatever he wrestled, and look at him now. So, so cool to see. Um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens this Saturday. The Royal Rumble. We'll be back uh, again. We're, we're on a every other week basis right now. So we'll let things simmer from uh, the Royal Rumble and look ahead in two weeks from today. Uh, as far as everything going on, uh, he's hit, now, as the road to WrestleMania. Uh, in Dallas kicks off and this Saturday, uh, so can't wait. It's always a wild one. Uh, so you make make sure you uh, follow us. Uh, we'll be dropping this episode and the rest of the past episodes uh, in, the, in the upcoming week uh, for everybody to watch and enjoy. So make sure that you subscribe on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Um, Amazon Music, um, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, and make sure you follow us on Twitter at, um, at FOW Radio. Uh, Mika's in our hearts and somewhere in the world. Follow her at Mika Villas. Uh, Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F. Danger. And I'm on Twitter at YellowmanTA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.